Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Theater 5 presents Will Integrity Ruin Flint Marble? Suspense has gripped the vast auditorium here at the Oscar ceremony. That at a moment we'll know who has been named by the Academy as Best Actor of the Year. On the stage now is lovely Judith Martin to read the names of the five who are in the running. Here's Judy. The five nominees for Best Actor are Godfrey Parnell for Broken Axle, Paul Golden for Purple Plumes, Clint Marvel for Fool's Triumph, Stuart Crandall for Canvas V. Lavinia, and Jeff Lincoln for Light in the Corridor. May I have the envelope, please? And the winner is Clint Marble for Fool's Triumph. seems to please the crowd, and I must say it comes as no great surprise to anyone here. And now Clint Marble, vigorous and handsome as ever, is striding to the stage, his famous granite jaw thrust forward, the familiar lock of jet black hair falling down over his forehead. Clint is unsmiling as he looks at his audience. Without question, this is the high point of his long, fabulous career. Here's Clint. Members of the Academy, ladies and gentlemen, this is a magnificent honor that has been bestowed upon me. Since my nomination for the award, I've done a great deal of soul-searching and have come to a decision that may be surprising to some and shocking to others. In short, my friends, for reasons of my own, I feel that I would be a monumental hypocrite if I were to accept the Oscar for my picture. Therefore, regretfully, I must reject it. Thank you, and good night. I, I just can't believe this. For the first time in the history of the Academy, a film star has turned down the Oscar. the guy anyway. Still inside, trying to claw his way out through the mob. If he makes it, he's lucky. You can't say that again. Hey, here he comes. Come on, Clint. Hey, Clint. What's the story? Yeah, how come you turned down the office? Yeah, well, come look, on. The publicity on. stunt? Now, wait a minute, wait a Come on, Clint. Hold it, hold it. Quiet down, will you? Now, uh, look, are all you fellows in the newspaper? Yeah, sure. Shut the hell. Okay, okay, look, we'll have a two-minute press conference. But first, let me get in my car and settle down. Okay, Clint. 
Well, come on now, Clint. Give us a whole bit, will What's you? the real proof on nicking the Oscar? Well, yeah. frankly, it was my conscience that made me do it. I didn't deserve that Oscar, and I knew it. Well, is that why you said that stuff about being a hypocrite to Exactly. Me? And the bit about soul-searching. I thought it over for a long time, and I finally realized that Clint Marble, the dashing hero that's been foisted off on the movie public all these years, isn't heroic. Romantic or even huh, real. Come on. In Clint, fact, he's not... as counterfeit as a lead quarter. Actually, Clint Marble doesn't even exist, beginning with the name itself. Well, what is your real name? Yeah, what is oh, it? Well, that's my secret, pal, but I promise you it's nothing as noble as Clint Marble. But, Clint, you were sensational in Fool's Triumph. Sure you were. You asked her for that job. Well, yeah. the heck I did. My work in that picture was cynical trickery from fade in to fade out. Anyway, Clint, you acted great and you looked great. Man, you had the chicks quivering from coast to Yes. yes, but not for me, pal. For a character pasted together with spit and string. And that's our hero, Clint Marble. Spit and string on the screen and off. What do you mean, off? We've been here in the parking lot. You look great. Yes, that's because I'm all done up to appear before my public. The citizen you're looking at right now is just as fraudulent as the actor who was offered the Oscar tonight for Fool's Triumph. In that picture, even as now, my pleasing appearance was the result of three hours with the makeup man. <laughs> also, on. even as now, I wore shoes that were built up to make me appear taller. My teeth were capped. I wore a wig to cover my bald pate. Oh, and on. a girdle yeah. to disguise my swelling paunch. And to underscore my complete lack of integrity, I'm actually old enough to be the father of the girl I won at the end of the film. Ah, oh, come on, Clint. I don't believe it. You're putting this on. You come really on. mean all you said, Clint? I certainly do, and you can print every word of it. don't you realize this might ruin your career? Sure, so what? I'm sick of being a phony. I've had it right up to here. And now, if you boys will excuse me, I'm going home to my simulated gold bed in my imitation Georgian-type mansion in the plastic hills of Beverly. The only thing genuine about me tonight is that I'm bone-tired. Adios, amigos. This is Cecil King with the Mid-Morning News. Although a space vehicle was launched at dawn from Cape Kennedy and bitter fighting continues in trouble spots around the globe, the number one story on our planet this morning concerns the bombshell that was dropped last night in Hollywood when film star Clint Marble rejected the award as Best Actor of the Year. It seems now that there are two questions to be asked. How will the rejection of the Oscar affect Clint Marble's career? And how do his legions of fans feel about it? An hour ago, this reporter stood on a busy street corner in downtown Los Angeles asking those questions of passers-by. Here now, on videotape, is a sampling of their answers. Well, honestly, I don't think it will affect his career in any way, shape, or form. I mean, if that's the way Clint sincerely felt, I'm sure he had a perfect right to do, well, what he did, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, well, in my opinion, Clint Marvel can do no wrong. Ever. Thank you. Now, sir, what about you? What do you think about all this? What do I think? <laughs> I think he's crazy. That's what I think. I think any guy that'd blow a million-dollar job in the movies is a nut. Oh, hey, if you ask me, I think the bum's washed up. And so it went, ladies and gentlemen. It's apparent that Clint Marble's legions of fans are split into two opposing camps. But the burning question remains, is the man truly washed up or, box office-wise, Will he be a bigger draw than ever? In short, 
and I beg you to ponder this carefully, will integrity ruin Clint Marble? We feel that only time and his producer, Zachary Field, will reveal the answer. In a moment, a report from the United Nations, but first... Morning, Zachary. I understand you wanted to see me. Yeah? Uh, there's nothing familiar about you, but I don't place the face. Oh, I guess you don't recognize me without my toupee. Clint Marble. To me, a better name is Judas Marble. Now, wait a minute, ZF. You and don't, to... don't ZF me. That's reserved for loyal friends that don't knife me in the back. If you ever get a chance to talk to me again, which as your bleeding producer I doubt, you'll call me Mr. Field. Are you kidding? I've called you ZF for 20 years. Please, what? don't remind me of the happy days gone by. And before I forget it, what are you doing in my office looking bald-headed and dumpy? It says in your contract you should never step outside your house without your wig and lift. I know all that, ZF, but since last night I've changed. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. Today you got a big hole in your head. And all I can see in there is chicken fat. Now, look, I know you're disappointed, but I didn't expect you to be so bitter about it. What do you expect, a joke routine? If so, call Bob Hope. I don't feel so hilarious this morning. Listen, I spent $10 million creating that character, Clint Marble, and you flushed it down the drain in one night. And on television. I only did what I had to do. Somebody had a machine gun in your back? No, no, it was my own decision. You blacked out. You had a sudden attack of amnesia, right, Clint? No, ZF, it was an attack of honesty. And it's been coming on for a long time. So if you want to tear up my contract, I won't argue. Oh, I got news for you, buddy boy. Your contract's already confetti. Well, then, there's no more to be said, hmm? I'll get off the lot right away. Good. And if you only had that Oscar with you right now, I'd beat your brains out with it myself. Now, friends, this is Cecil King bringing the news to a close on a rather melancholy note. Three months have gone by since I posed the question... Will integrity ruin Clint Marble? The answer, I'm afraid, is now depressingly clear. Today, Clint's once fabulous mansion in Beverly Hills has been taken over by a judo school. And the man who once trod his majestic halls has been forgotten. Forgotten. Saved by a mysterious woman in black who appears each Sunday morning after church and drops a rosebud into the empty swimming pool. As for Clint Marble himself, he seems to have vanished from the face of the earth. One columnist has hinted that he may have returned to his aged mother in the unknown Midwest town where he was born. But that could be merely folklore in the making. The fact remains, however, that a brilliant star is missing from the sky over Hollywood, and the world is all the poorer for its absence. morning. Did you sleep tight? Yeah, I sure did. I was tired out. Well, you sit right down there at the kitchen table. I'll have your buckwheat cakes ready in a jiffy. Okay. Oh, Clint, I almost forgot to tell you. Please, Mom, don't call me Clint, remember? I asked you not to. I'm sorry, Wilbur. Yeah, that's right. Wilbur Swallow. That's my real name, the one everybody in town knows me by. You're Mom Swallow, and I'm your son, Wilbur. All right. I'll try to remember to call you Wilbur, but... 
You know, it's kind of hard after all these years of your being Clint Marble, the famous movie star. Yeah, I know, but Clint Marble was a phony, and he's dead. I never thought he was a phony. I liked him. When he turned down the Oscar that night, I cried like a baby. Yeah, and I, I know, but that's past history. To the people in this town, I'm Wilbur Swallow, your elder son, who went away and just came back home three months ago to operate a used car lot. Well, they'd never recognize you as Clint Marble, that's for sure. Clint had hair. But he didn't, Mom. That was a wig. I've told you that a hundred times. And he, he didn't have this beard, either. Hey, uh, how do you like my black whiskers, Mom? Aren't they gorgeous? I wouldn't say so. If you ask me, they make you look kind of comical. Oh, now, wait a minute. Don't say that. I think I look serious and distinguished. Well, here's your buckwheat cakes to eat them. That is, if you can find your mouth. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, Clint. Excuse me. I mean, Wilbur. Yes, Ma? You know, I heard that news announcer talking about you on the TV this morning. Uh, you know, that could be a good thing, you know, Ma? I haven't told you about this, but I've been closing down the used car lot every day at noon. And the rest of the day, I've been working in the basement of the Elks Hall on a project that's different and exciting. Uh-huh. What kind of a project? A motion picture. A Clint Marvel picture? No, no, a Wilbur Swallow picture. Uh. It's what we call a short subject, just uh, two reels. It's an honest picture. Uh, a little gem. It has integrity. Oh, one of them. Are you in it? Sure. I play the leading role. A tramp with a black beard. See, that's why I grew these whiskers. The picture's meaning is, is very deep and philosophical. Throughout the entire film, I sit in a potato sack and I talk to another tramp about mankind. Hmm. What's it called? The potato sack. Um, and it's really a great picture, Mom. I might have a whole new career if Zachary Field likes it. Wilbur Swallow. Is that what you sent your producer? An arty movie called The Potato Sack? Yes, but I tell you, it's a, it's a work of art. I wrote to ZF to wire me as soon as he's looked at it, and I, gee, I can hardly wait till I hear his reaction. Son, you just got a telegram signed Zachary Field, and I couldn't wait to see what it said, so I opened it. Oh, that's all right, Mom. What does it say? Does he like my picture? He's crazy about it. He wants you to fly right out to Hollywood and sign a contract. Wilbur, are you still there? Yes, Mom. God, I'm so happy I'm almost speechless. Hey, look, get my bag out, will you? I'll call the airline and come right back home and pack. <laughs> You know something, ZF? You actually look ten years younger. <laughs> Why shouldn't I? It's not every day I have a genius sitting in my office. I tell you, Wilbur, baby, when I saw the potato sack, I really flipped. You actually think it's that good, huh? Good. It's a midget epic. The greatest short since the early days of Hollywood. Oh, well, that's very flattering. I don't know what to say. What's to say? Just grab this pen and sign the contract. Don't you think I ought to read it first? What's to read? It's got everything, believe me. It'll make you a giant of the industry. You think Clint Marble was a star? <laughs> Wait till you see what the potato sack does for Wilbur Swallow. Not only the potato sack, either. This contract calls for a whole series of two-reelers. Starring, guess who? None other than Zachary Field's brand-new discovery. The hitherto unknown sensation, Wilbur Swallow. Sign right here, Wonder Boy. Okay, ZF. There you are. <laughs> 
Congratulations. You're now on the road to another Oscar, if you'll excuse the expression. Oh, no, I wouldn't mind accepting an Oscar for this picture. <laughs> you'll get one, believe me. Well, how about a little drink to celebrate? Well, thanks, but I just have time to catch the plane back home. If I'm going to make a whole series of shorts, I've got to sit down and consult the muse. <laughs> well, whatever you do, don't shave off that beard. It's Wilbur Swallow's trademark, the whole key to the character. Wilbur? Wilbur, you hear me? Yes, ma'am, what do you want? Come down here right away. I've got wonderful news for you. What is it, Mom? That Zachary Fields on the phone from Hollywood. Guess what? Your movie's been nominated for an Academy Award. What? Mom, do you mean it? Certainly. Here, take the phone and talk to him. He's all excited. Okay. Hello, ZF. Mom just told me. Is it true? Hey, 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 don't holler. Sure it's true. The potato sack's one of the five in the category. Best short subject. Well, I'll be doggone. <laughs> you got competition, but you'll win, baby. The potato sack can't miss. What makes you so sure? Because it can't. It's got audiences laughing all over the world. Why, when it played here... What? Wait. Did you say laughing? Uh, and how? It's got them rolling in the aisles. It murders them everywhere it plays. Variety says it's the funniest two real comedies since Max Ender days. Comedy? But C.F., the potato sack isn't a comedy. It's a profound commentary on the human race. Uh, <laughs> Stop putting me on, Wilbur. It's a side splitter. And you come through as an A number one comic. <laughs> the way you play it without cracking a smile knocks me out. But C.F., that wasn't Take what I... Take my word for it, buddy boy. You'll be the new Buster Keaton. You better be out here on Oscar night with a speech ready. Can I count on you? Oh, I'll be there. Don't worry. My picture is a serious work. And if it wins the Oscar, I'll make that point absolutely clear from the stage. You do that, Wilbur, baby. Because believe me, your public can hardly wait to see the new comic genius in person. <laughs> Now we come to the next category, Best Short Subject, with handsome Rex Carver to read the list. Here's Rex at the podium. The five pictures nominated for Best Short Subject are Chicken Gumbo by Rufus Green, Claustrophobia by Peter Starch, Steel Filings by Bud Granby, The Potato Sack by Wilbur Swallow, and clamshells by Ronald Garth. The envelope, please. And the winner is... The Potato Sack by Wilbur Swallow. I'd say that choice was a foregone conclusion. And now, as Wilbur Swallow goes to the stage, the public is getting its first glimpse of the gifted new comedian in person. As you can see, with the exception of his bald head and bristling beard, but with his melancholy expression, he is the epitome of the classic tragicomic figure, as represented in former days by Charlie Chaplin, Harry Langdon, and Buster Keaton. We can sense that the audience is almost bursting with amused expectation as Wilbur Swallow faces them with a doleful mien. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't... Have I said something funny? Uh, please, why are you laughing at me? No, you, you don't understand. I'm a serious artist. Potato Sack is a serious film. 
stop it. Do you hear me? You've got it all wrong. I'm not a comedian. Listen to me. Stop that laughing and listen. I wasn't going to tell you this ever, but now I must. If you want to know the truth, I'm really Clint Marble. And that, without doubt, is the top of all time. No one but a magnificent, self-assured artist would dare remind the audience of last year's Oscar disaster. His appearance, his timing, all a masterpiece of comic perfection. No one can hear what Wilbur Swallow is saying now. <laughs> but real tears are streaming down his face as, with arms outspread, he is apparently pleading with the audience to take him seriously. <laughs> he, I, I'm sorry, but I just can't go on. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.